darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping, and the vision that was planted in my brain. Welcome back. Still Call the dogs, Jason and she. Um. Uh, that sucked. Uh, <laughs> uh, how did you feel about this week, Chi? I hope you get a a good sound bite of that. <laughs> God bless me. That's what I need right about now. Just so y'all know, we had to relive this crap to try to get prepared for this game. So we actually put ourselves yeah, through some we self mutilation to... to make this happen. <laughs> what a way to put it. We're uh, yeah, we both we both rewatched the game. I didn't get completely through it. I was, uh, I got almost to the end of regulation, very close. But uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely, um, we definitely tortured ourselves for the sake of calling the dogs and for sake, the sake of getting something out there that people can hold on to, and for the sake of pointing out what the hell we did wrong. Bless man. <laughs> That's more importantly. <laughs> so, oh man, it was terrible. It was terrible, and like I will say, the the fan turnout for a noon game was great. It was a great. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's an SEC East matchup, and I mean everybody was pumped and crowd. I felt like for a noon game, the crowd was started out really into it. Um, but God bless, man, the guys just did not show up. Uh, a lot of the guys didn't uh, defensively had a great game, and we'll, and we'll dive into it. But man, that was freaking rough. That was that was tough to live through. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I mean we can just dive right into our initial reaction here. Chancey, you want to go first? Or you want me it to go? It freaking ahead? sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst. It was terrible. <laughs> Holy crap! I mean, man. I, I mean, I, I know. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh gosh! Now we're off. We're just off, just like the dogs are off. I'll I'll, I'll go. I'll just say, you know, we're sitting back here and we were just talking right beforehand. Um, you know, there's certain things that are easy to point out, and there's certain things where we can't get inside these kids' heads. You know, w- did they walk in? I mean, apparently, before the game started, uh, Kirby was talking to Chuck Dowdle and told him that the boys weren't ready, that they weren't ready to play mentally, and apparently there was, you know, just some cockiness going on, and he could sense it or something because you don't just say something like that as like Kirby Smart and not mean it. Um. And I certainly, I believe that they had, you know, were prepared, you know, X's and O's. But you can't walk into a a noon game like that in your own stadium against any kind of SEC opponent or, you know, any opponent for that, for that matter, and, and not be mentally ready to just dominate that football game. You know, just go in there, take care of business, do what you got to do and know, know your assignment and get out of there with a win. And, a game that I think a lot of people came into thinking it was a new game for a reason. Thinking this might be a forty-eight to ten game, forty-eight to seventeen game. I mean, uh, you pick everybody out of the crowd. I'm sure all the fans knew. I mean, thought, oh, this is going to be a, a, a cakewalk over here. And uh, give credit to South Carolina. They came out there. They wanted it more than we did. They had guys. Their defensive line, our offensive line, towered over those guys. It doesn't matter. Whenever 
whenever you are a guy who wants it more than the other guy and you can, you get low and you get under the pad level and they make mistakes, which we made plenty, you can win that ball game. You can always win that ball game. Well, uh, I mean, I, I agree with I agree with everything you said. I, I, you could tell that this was obviously not LSU last year. This was obviously not Auburn two years ago. Um, these guys, if if we were playing those guys, we would have gotten beat by the same. It, it would have been by the same margin as those games. I mean, South Carolina. They wanted it, and but man, did they still try to give it away to us? We just we yeah. we did everything in our power to lose this game. When Rod- Rodrigo is missing field goals that are like in his sweet spot, you know we weren't supposed to win this ball game. But this sure. is but this was this was different. This was I mean, everything offensively was off. I mean. And even even into the second half, you can go and, and read our drive summary. Let's just read our drive summary. I read this to you a minute ago, but I just let's just go ahead and throw it out there. And just uh, this is part of my initial reaction. <laughs> so sure. so let's see. So uh, first drive, field goal, punt, touchdown, turnover on downs, pick six, downs, <laughs> punt. Punt. This is the, that that punt was in the second half. Punt, punt, fumble, interception, touchdown. We end the game. No no points. Interception and overtime. They go and miss a freaking field goal to give us <laughs> the opportunity to stay alive, and then we miss a field goal in second overtime to, to lose the game. And coaching was off. I mean it. Everything was – nobody was on their game. The guys just didn't show up and play. And it was it, – it was tough It was tough to watch from, from many vantage points. Um, but the, the nice thing is it's a super easy analysis. Nobody was on their game. No, nobody w- was playing at, at the best of their ability. And, and, and even, like I say, some parts of our defense, like we, we held them to 10 points defensively. Um, but – you, and you look at the stat sheet. You just look at the stat sheet, and you cover up those. You, you cover up two sections of that, two lines of that stat sheet. Turnover, like the fumbles and interceptions, and it looks like we we ran over them. We had, I mean, uh, oh yeah. You you look at the team stats. We 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 doubled their first downs. We had about 170 yards more total total yards than them. I mean, and and don't get me wrong. You, if you're Georgia. Which we are, and you run and you pass the ball fifty-two times in a game. That's a bad sign. That's a real bad sign. But then it's but, the, but then it's ran, the way that we only, then it's the we, way we're passing it. It was the way the way yeah. the way we were going about throwing it fifty-two times. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It, 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 we we've got these elite receivers. Even when Cager went down, we obviously still have elite receivers. And heck, we got George Pickens. The kid's phenomenal. Um, but then at the same time, the balls that Fromm did actually throw that actually were on target, guys were dropping them. That early in the game on that uh, drive, uh, on, I see the second or third drive, which and you might remember which drive it was, Eli Wolf had the, one of the one balls we threw over the middle. 
<laughs> him run, him yep. running in stride. Fromm hits him right in the hands, right in front of his face mask, and he just drops it, just just p- p- tips it up into the air. And I mean, it, it was plays mm-hmm. like huge momentum, and that'd have been a that'd have been a thirty yard play, and 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 we just we couldn't make those happen. Yeah, and and that's and we talked about it right before we started, but you know. I, I basically you can count the amount of times we threw a ball over the middle, and this is this kind of goes back to the offensive philosophy. I mean, you can tell you don't have to be extremely smart with, with football and, and strategy and tactics to to see that we attack the sidelines with our passing game. We hardly ever throw over the middle. I I don't think I saw a single, at least not attempted pass to a drag route or a crossing route. Or some sort of in route that goes basically over the middle third of the of the field. Even that play against Eli Wolf was really just kind of a seam pass. But then every other pass that we threw over the middle was either, you know, a, a uh, you know kind of last last ditch effort to get it off to the running back. You know, just kind of the backdoor pass. Or you know we ran some sort of hitch or curl or something like that in space, which is fine. But man, we just this is the kind of stuff that we have to be able to do to get. Not only catch the ball, but have yards after the catch. We we don't do. I mean, the only routes that we run where we have the capability of getting yards after catch, or whenever we actually catch one of those balls, it's on a go route or streaking route down the sideline. That's literally the only way. Is that everything else is some sort of stopping route or we're running a screen? I mean, there was there was one we were driving down the field, and I swear to goodness we ran. Two screens, one on second down, one on third down. The one to cook, to get the, the one point. to cook, and then, and then we got hit behind the line. And then the next play, we do the same thing, mm-hmm. and we throw it to a less talented player, <laughs> and he gets yes. eaten alive. I mean, he never had yeah. a chance. But my God, it's like, well, if it didn't work this time, maybe they won't see it coming. And the commentators were like, "Oh, well, I guess that was a play call. They were planning on going for a fourth down anyway." Well, was like, "Well, you, yeah, I mean, you might have been planning for going for a fourth down there, but you probably didn't expect to be going for a fourth and six. <laughs> you know, you probably expected to have a little bit of yardage there, at least move down towards the chains, at least." Gosh, bless. I mean, we just didn't we didn't get and, we didn't and, get into the hands of our of our playmakers. Like from from couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. I mean, the guy was off. The guy, the guy, something was wrong with him. Like they got into his head. Uh, I mean, if you look, if you look offensively, especially the first half, or if you look at our offensive line, the first half, I felt Trey, Trey got knocked back a few times right off the snap. And I know Zeus had one play that he, he was, uh, we were driving, and then I think it was a second down, we handed off to Zeus. Well, Trey got, I mean, he got blown up at the line. And the guy uh, pushed him back into Zeus, and Zeus couldn't get around him, and we got stopped behind the line. There was a couple times like that in the first half, but for the most part, in the first half, the offensive line was able to make holes, and we got some. I mean, that was when we were having some drives, but then we go down, and from just just last ditch effort, throws like throws it as hard as he can to the sideline, picks off pick six. Or we go for it on that we're, we're driving and we go for it on that fourth down, and and don't get it. And I mean, I don't know. I, it, we were we were making we were having drives on those in the first half, and we were making moves. But it was just like once those things kind of happen, and, and obviously after the pick six, we just kind of I mean we lost all steam. Like we it was like the it was like the coaches were off. Like Coley wasn't calling plays well. 
I mean, even you even heard Swift talk about in the postgame presser. He's he was talking about we were kind of doing the same cycle of plays, which was obvious, which was very obvious <laughs> that what was happening. Yeah. But um, and even they were saying in the press conference, it's like open it up some, like let us let let them run free. I mean, these guys, like I say, we've got all we talk about all this recruiting and we get all these playmakers and it's like get the freaking ball in their hands, like in their mm-hmm. in their specialty. And we're, we're, we got this pow, like we've got this power man ball thing that we're trying to do, where we're just trying to like beat guys down, and if and it didn't work, and we couldn't adjust, mm-hmm. there was nothing we did to try to to play to what their defense was giving us, and those guys you talked about earlier, South Carolina played freaking hard, man. Those boys on defense were wanting to shut everyone up, and they did. Man, DJ Wanham. Rick Sandage, and then whoever the hell the guy who picked off from three times, what was his name? Miyok? He's on tight. Hold on. Israel Mukuyama. Mukuyama is what I'm going to call him. No, it's true, man. They had some – I mean, and they have a few players that are decent, but, I mean, we made them look like all-stars. But what were I – I mean – Gosh, Chancey, I've got so many thoughts. So, sorry, I want to backtrack one real quick. And you were talking about like the press conferences and stuff, but man, just watching the replay of the uh, the live broadcast and listening to those dumbass commentators, so bad. <laughs> so bad. But even those guys, that Dan Orlovsky guy, he was he was terrible. But even that guy was able to see like. We were trying to, right before half, whenever we had a chance to drive down and, and score, you know, right after we threw the pick six. Well, hell, I mean, even even before we threw the pick six, like we were still not playing, we were still doing this, but it was like we would either do one of two things. We would either do a give inside, zone read, something like that, and get three or four yards basically running into the back of our linemen, or we would throw a deep ball, try and go to go for the home run. And they said in the broadcast, he's like, well, he's like, why, why are they trying to go for a home run here? Just get some yards, get the 15 yards, get the 20 yards. And then we get behind the chains. And whenever we get behind the chains, chains, I'd be like, if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm just, I would signal in all loving guys blitz because you know what we're going to do every time we're going to do a draw play. We're going to do a zone read. We're going to just try to, I guess get a freaking couple yards. I don't see. I don't see where that comes into play. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't know why we don't just like you have a play that's give me a at least like a seven or eight yard play or something like that. But then, you know, later down the road, it was kind of like same thing. The commentators, as dumb as they were, same thing. They were just like one of them was like, "Oh man, they keep doing this uh, first and second down, run, 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 run." Run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. And it's like, is it that obvious? <laughs> when those when those is guys can obvious? call it, man. I mean, Orlovsky, whatever his name is, really, really some of the elite in the commentating business of college football. Those guys were. Mm-hmm. I mean, God bless. But I mean, I don't know, man. And, and then, some, and then some of the game management, like then the the clock management, that's been a knock on Kirby and. and I mean, he did not give himself any any brownie points this game. I mean, it just was it was it was bad, man. And like I, I thought he was trying to go, like I thought he was 
I thought he was getting it at one point, but then he just he never never had it, man. I I don't know. It, it was just across the board, coaching players. It nobody was on their game. Like we didn't have a good game plan going into this. Um, I I mean, I hate to I hate to compare us to uh, like some of the other elite teams, and you're talking about Alabama and um, this this was Alabama. I mean, not exactly, but. Alabama's type of ball, like ball back a couple of years ago, this was the type of offensive play calling they had. I mean, it was like it was that mm-hmm. close play, short yardage plays, and then hopefully shoot for shoot down the field or or something like that. Well, Nick Saban obviously realized something like something's got to give. We got to change the we got to change the game, and now they're throwing they're throwing deep balls all the time. I mean, that's what they're they're throwing, but it's obviously different, but. Clemson's doing the same thing. Ohio State's doing the same thing. I want to be able to have that kind of ball, like be able to play that kind of ball where we just beat you into the ground, and by the second half you're just you're out of it. But we can't win a championship doing just that. I mean, we're not going to be able because if South Carolina can kind of like I say we're just we get on our heels at any point during that process. We play any team that's got a solid front seven. And just keep and can't and we can't we can't beat them up. We're and we and we can't. We obviously prove that we're not we're not ready to throw the ball down the field. And um and mm-hmm. when we're in that situation, man, like that that's what makes the rest of this season look rough for me. Is the fact that we're and like I said, this last week could have just been a fluke and it could have been just a one off and and it was just like everything went wrong, but. That's what scares me about going into Jacksonville or uh, going going to Auburn or whatever the case may be. Like, that's what terrifies me. Yeah. It feels like we are you, – you mentioned Alabama offense. It feels like we are trying to do – the Alabama offense right now has adapted. They they do what they need to do because Tua Tagovailoa or whatever his name is, is an incredible quarterback. He's he's somewhat mobile, but he can run a shotgun spread a spread offense very well. I mean, Alabama has never. I mean, in the past like four or so years, three or four years, they've turned into spreading the ball out, getting wide splits at the line of scrimmage. It's a completely different team. It feels like we are doing the Alabama offense of of two thousand nine, whenever they were very successful, but they had just big boys. They had big boys up front and could just pound you. And even then, you know, they never really, they didn't run a whole lot out of the shotgun. That's, I mean, we are running out of the shotgun, I'd say a good 75% of our runs right now, if not more. Which is, which is, I mean, it makes sense. And I, I'm going to come back to this in a second. Well, no, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I just want to say something I mentioned to you before we started. Man, so we have a zone blocking scheme. It's, it's pretty simple, but it leaves a lot of one-on-ones. And it also opens up the door for a four-man pass rush, which is what what they did the whole game. They barely ever sent pressure. And they still got to, to the quarterback with our offensive line. A four, I mean, you got a one-man advantage. I, don't, I know we had some guys that were hurt. Uh, Schaefer went down. Kinley had to come in. He was gimpy. Uh, we had guys moving all around. Cade Mays went to the left tackle. Jamari Sawyer came in to the right. Uh, right, excuse me. Cade Mays went to the left guard. Sawyer came in to the right guard. 
we had guys moving around, but you know, that's whenever whenever you get guys out of that continuity, you know, out of what they're comfortable with, you know, those zone blocking schemes just aren't quite as good because you have to be able to pass guys off. You know, you have to have if there is another guy that they bring in, you have to know who's who's going to pick him up and from what direction. And we were just off. We did not, and they didn't. They didn't bring any pressure. And we also did a lot of the same stuff on our our side of the ball and defensively. And don't get me wrong, the defense, and I can get, we'll get to them in a little bit. But defense, I thought played really well. But you know, you just look at our offensive line and how could we with you know the supposedly best offensive line in the country, multiple all SEC preseason guys, and you mean to tell me a four man pass rush from South Carolina is going to get three sacks? They had six tackles for loss. They were, Rick Sandage. He, he destroyed us. I did want to go ahead and address something. You know I love Jake Fromm. He's my boy. This is the worst game that he's played, and that's including LSU and Auburn in 2017. I watched the replay, and I will say, you know, this is, I think two of the four turnovers he had were his fault. Uh, one of which is inexcusable. The fumbled snap. I know Trey Hill may there may have been something that went on there, but you don't come out of the quarter and and be on the what they were. We were on like the twenty-five yard line, thirty-yard line. Their their thirty-yard line, and you, you can't fumble that snap. And then the pass that errant interception to towards Matt Landers, there probably some miscommunication there. Matt Landers doesn't need to be on the field. Tyler Simmons and Matt Lander doesn't. They just keep Pickens, Blaylock, uh, uh, Demetrius, and, and Cager whenever he's healthy. Think, let's hope he gets back. Keep those guys on the field. But, uh, you know, I will say, like, that first, that pick six, that changed everything for Front. He actually, up until that point, which was, I think, about halfway through the second quarter, or maybe a little bit later. No, it was, I'm sorry, it was like right before the half. Basically, up until that point, he really hadn't played that poorly. And then after that, he was off, man. He was completely off. And he started throwing behind guys that were, you know, running backs. Just, I mean, Zamir White, he had a play where he should have gone for for 20 yards. Swift, too, had another one that should have gone for 25 yards or so. And he just threw it behind the guys. So, you know, I would say that first, the pick six, are all SEC right tackle, let that guy blow right past him. Just got beat. And Fromm was trying to get that one off the time, and, and he just didn't throw it far enough. And, you know, sure enough, the guy just was athletic enough to go get it and then take it to the end zone. And then the Tyler Simmons interception is <laughs> that guy. <laughs> he just doesn't. He simply just – I mean, I, I like Simmons. I was pulling for him. But, man, I can't – it's hard for me to keep making excuses for that guy because that ball was right in his hands. In that situation, you giving up a, a pick, good gracious. So, I mean, Fromm's how, – how do you go from 82% to like 50 – yeah, 55% between two games? I don't know, especially whenever you're playing. Well, and a lot of it – a lot of it you, you, you touched on was the pressure. I mean, he hadn't had that all season. I mean, guys have had guys yeah. have had a little more pressure than um, than we'd like, but I mean, Fromm had been sacked. It was only the second time he'd yeah. been sacked. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and and, uh, and so I mean, he hadn't been he hadn't got hit in the mouth yet all season, 
and we got hit in the mouth today. And man, did we uh, we look bad. We we look bad when we did it offensively. We just offensive line guys just couldn't respond. I mean, nobody, everybody was out of sorts the rest of the game, like you said. And um and so, I, I'm not uh not real sure what we do uh, on that front. I mean, I guess you just got to hope it was a fluke and. Maybe they'll know what happened, and hopefully we'll be able to bounce back from injuries. But guys are going to be shaking up this weekend. And so, I mean, and, and Kentucky's going to be looking at our offensive line and licking their chops. I mean, those guys are going to be wanting to get after it. And, um, and, and like, I mean, I know they may be Kentucky, but we thought South Carolina was South Carolina. <laughs> and, and they were, but we just, we, like you said, we made them look good. And, and so these guys are going to be coming after us this week. We're the biggest game for a lot of these folks in the season. And and so I mean, man, it it's just. I, and I don't know what I don't know what you do in one week to 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 change the offensive scheme and and how you go about fixing that. But whatever mm-hmm. it is, we got to do something different. Coley's got to uh, he's got to get out the marker board and try some stuff. Well. I, I know this is another thing that I, I, I mentioned earlier, but, you know, we got the zone blocking scheme. But, man, I, I just am miss – I really miss the power running game. And I know that Kirby doesn't believe in fullbacks and our tight ends sure as hell. Oh, man, our tight ends. We need – we need to get – there's two or three guys that we are trying to get in this recruiting class. Darnell Washington's probably at the forefront of it. The guy's like 6'7", like 260, maybe 250 just a ginormous human being but we need a guy like that our our tight ends right now as much as i appreciate their efforts eli wolf drops half of his balls every every game can't block a soul charlie is just not strong enough to block on the edges and he's had some drops this year too i mean we just don't have a big time tight end and we got some guys that are tall we just don't have anybody that's just like a bully out there. We just don't have one. And I and, and right now in the way we're running this offense, we need one. And I I also think, you know, just like let's design a few plays where we actually pull a guard. We don't have any place. You can go back and watch the games. We don't have we never ever pull the guards. And if we do, then I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and our running plays are are as simple as this snap ball, handoff across the face of from there's no read. There's, no, I mean, if there was reads, he would pull the ball more. It's just a give, and it's just a, a zone give. Let's see if there's a hole that opens up. And I, I like that play sometimes, but I don't want it to be our primary run. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember when our primary run used to be just basically a, a, an off tackle dive, like you know, power dive? That's that's don't you, it, don't the you, G. The don't G you remember runs. the tall sweep? What that looked like? Well, the toss sweeps. Hmm. I remember. I remember a guy named Nicholas Chubb running that. But it's like you know, we, I don't want to go back to the Stone Ages with our offenses, offense. But I also like think that with our personnel, our offensive line, and the types of running backs we have, a guy like Zamir White could probably do pretty well whenever he has a couple blockers pulling out in front of him. I, I is that dumb for me to say? No, I, I, I think I, it, I think you're probably right there. Um, well. Uh, Defensively, uh, it it's tough to um, – these guys got put in a lot of tough situations on Saturday, but uh, only gave up 10 points. And so – and one of that was – one of those was a blown play. I think it was Divide, wasn't it? 
Didn't Devon get beat on that? Yeah, Devon got he got beat on a on a double move, and uh, and so uh, just just got beat in a second time in a row that that's happened. So uh, every other team on our schedule, you should give that a shot. Uh, on the left side, you'll probably do pretty well. Um, the odds are in your favor. Well, well, I think we do need to bring up something. Uh, we had. Ryan Helinski, you know, he gets hobbled in the first half, and then eventually there was a play when we were in and basically right there on their, like, five or ten-yard line, had him on the third down, and then Adam Anderson got tripped whenever he was rushing Helinski, and that's whenever Helinski really hurt his knee, and he went out of the ball game. Of course, it gave them a first down. We lost momentum, but, man, I – I don't know why how we hadn't brought this up. Uh, you know who, you know who South Carolina's MVP was. I have no idea. Joseph Charlton. I don't know if it's Charlton or Charlton. You know who that is? Is their punter? <laughs> their punter kicked ass. He averaged forty-five yards per punt. I think he pinned us inside the twenty. I think it was like five times. And we, I mean, we're just we don't return punts. We never do. And which is fine. I mean, as long as we can field them, I don't care. But whenever this guy can pin us within the 20 or I, I think two or three times within the 10-yard line or on 10-yard line, it's like, well, we start off in a hole and we're either going to do one of two things. We're either going to do a zone read or we're going to do a little uh, a wide receiver screen. And, oh, before you know it, it's third and nine, third and eight. And, all right, let's just chunk it down the sideline. That's, that is that is what we do. That is what That's happens. the Georgia way. <laughs> well, thank God Camarda punted. Had had a good, had some good punts because, dang, yeah, he I did mean, have a few. Uh, but at the same time, we're talking defensively. Helensky goes out after the first half, and I mean, they have basically their third string quarterback in for the whole game. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. if you let that kid score, well, hell, <laughs> I mean, like uh, he really didn't do anything uh, from from then on out. But like, it's just pretty sad when. We're down by one touchdown, and we're just playing on our heels for an entire half of football. Yeah, you. I mean, that guy's a runner. You know he's going to come in there and run. He had 28 yards rushing. Blitz his oh ass. Oh my god, we couldn't do pressure for All nothing, the and then we couldn't contain him once we got like once we did get pressure. Guy, like we mm-hmm. let him out. Those 28 yards came on like third downs, and uh, like when. It, we needed that stop. I mean, stadium was rocking. People were excited, and could could not get the guy down. It was ridiculous. I thought you were about to drop a GD right there. <laughs> <laughs> that down, a guy down, a guy down. Uh, I agree. And there was a play where I think it was two or three times where we had him in the backfield, and he just, you know, just squeezed out of there. Did what he did. And, and that's what scares me about this weekend. And we can get into that in a little bit. But, yeah, we had – I think there was a play – if it weren't for Nolan Smith, that kid would have had 60 yards. Nolan Smith was the only person that could keep up with him in the backfield. And that guy had <laughs> – did you hear the commentators say that he had uh, actually converted to wide receiver and then they had to move him back to quarterback? <laughs> God bless. <laughs> oh, gosh. So we had a receiver beat us. <laughs> On Jeez, man! As the quarterback, it was 
It was rough to watch. I mean, from from all perspective. I mean, thank God, like we did contain the run. Like that wasn't a, a, that wasn't a big deal deal at all. We we held Dowdle to seventy nine yards. I mean, um, that wasn't a huge factor. We had. I mean, there was a few gashes that kind of extended drives to change the field, um, but I just don't. And the thing is, too, you put you got frick, you got four freaking turnovers and so you put our defense in a bad spot off the get i mean you're Mm -hmm. mentally having to do that having to go from game planning for your next drive to having to just get out on the field doing that four times in the game i mean that's that's rough man i mean so thank god they were able to to hang on for that long but it was just i don't know man well, let's let's uh let's talk about the end of the game here real, for for a little bit. Like the last, basically the last like six minutes of regulation and into overtime. You're sitting back. South Carolina just punted. We got a chance to drive down the field. We got a few lucky breaks. We got some penalties against South Carolina. I mean, they did they did everything that they could to give it to us. And we drive down the field, and we get to the point where we're fourth and fourth and six, South Carolina ten yard line or so. And I just remember thinking, "There's no way in hell we get this. <laughs> There's no way in hell." And I'm like, I'm like grabbing the railing, getting ready to haul butt up the stairs. And sure enough, I mean that play. I, I know they call it a hold, defensive holding, but we they. That was an uncatchable ball. <laughs> it should have been game over at that point. And then Demetrius Robertson just sneaking down the backside of the end zone, just snags a ball, gets a touchdown, ties us up. And I'm just like, this is awesome. <laughs> I don't care how we win this game. We as ugly as it can be, this will be the game that we still get the lesson. You still get. You feel like you got beat, but you still got the W. And that's the best thing that could happen. It was best case scenario. I was like. We win this twenty to seventeen. Best case scenario, it's a wake up call and we get the W. Awesome. Well, actually, best case scenario would be we beat them like by fifty. Best case scenario at that Whatever. point. Yes, at that point, that's what I was thinking. They drive down the field, they miss their field goal, and like we're in business, boys. And then <laughs> overtime starts. <laughs> and then the circus continues. <laughs> And we get four yards on first down, and then we throw the pick, and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> enough is enough. And I've never had my heart go from one way or the other. It was like I ripped it out and threw it on the field, and then I was like trying to run down there and grab it and put it back in, and then it was just like fell, falling out again. We threw the interception. They missed the field goal on the ensuing uh, their ensuing possession, and I'm like. Wow, we're back in business. Thank you, South Carolina. Appreciate that. <laughs> they were doing the most South Carolina things to do the entire game. The entire yeah, game. It, they were trying. They were trying. I mean, we had, and that's the thing is that good teams, whenever you're handed a gift like that, take it and shove it down the other team's throat. And then they are driving. We they get down to like the two yard line, and my boy Tyler Clark. Comes out of nowhere, straight from America's Georgia, and r- drives it straight down their throat, drops them for a four-yard loss. And I was like, 
this is it. <laughs> we said this is it so many different times. <laughs> That's why I wanted I to bring it up. Is like I was like five or six I was, times. I yelled so many expletives when Tyler Clark <laughs> ran that guy over. It was like he literally was running from Americus and just timed it <laughs> right when that ball he snapped that ball. I lost it and it was incredible. And I, there are a few times I've been that jacked up, and my God, <laughs> like how that was the most Georgia thing. We're just going to chalk this up as the last seven days of Georgia sports just being a freaking, just a, just garbage. <laughs> just, just absolute. There's some sort of voodoo. I mean, I, who do we blame it on? Is it is it the Falcons? Is that the reason? Like, I don't know. But, it, it, but I, in, either way, like, the it, play calling and – and everything in overtime was just, oh man, I don't know. Well, well, it's um, you know, a lot of people have brought this up. So first of all, right after they got their field goal, and whenever we had a chance to score a touchdown and go up and win it, well, hell, we hadn't even talked about the very end of regulation. Whenever we could have potentially kicked a field goal, got a penalty, and then we got moved out of the field goal range. I mean, hell, we could have just won it then. But fast forward, we're on our last possession, and you know how many yards we got on our uh, our uh, possession in, in in second overtime? Zero. Not a single yard. And that's one of those times where I'm just like, I don't, I don't care for you to try to feel like you're a big boy, shove it down their throat. Let's just, we have to run. It's like, okay, first down, run, run. Run, have to run. You don't have to run on every first down. You don't have to. And please, for love of God, don't do the zone read every time. Or just, or like, or just, just, mi- like something different. Like, I mean, yeah. if anything, if you mix it up, I mean, there's not just like two ways to run the ball. I mean, there, there there's like, there's <laughs> yeah. actually different ways. <laughs> and, and, and it, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if that's just Coley's philosophy. But even what we were talking about, like, I don't think – did we run an end-around all game? I I think we did. I think we did, like, one But time. it's like we ran but. 17 per game up until this. It's like, <laughs> hell. And, like, and then last week, hey, they must have been listening because we told them, it's like, hey, man, slow yeah. your roll on the end-arounds. I didn't mean just quit. <laughs> like, I mean, go from, like, seven to three <laughs> or, like – that's a good. That's a good point, Chance. I think they are listening to us. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, I, I I hate being back and forth on that, but like, at least mix it up. I don't know. I guess I guess we are being pretty wishy washy when we're like, do an end around when we, <laughs> week before we're like, quit with the end around. <laughs> whenever I mean, and you no, know, you bring up a good point about like there's a, there's more than two ways to run the ball. I mean, hell, this isn't. Like the, the the wing T, this isn't the triple option that Georgia Tech used to run. When it literally was like three different runs on both sides. You know, this is this is we're supposed to be able to adapt to these situations, and we have crazy good playmakers. I mean, two of the guys on the outside, at least two. I think there might there might be more. Two two of our receivers used to be five star talents. I so one of them can score a touchdown. I promise you. 
But we we come into our first our possession in second in second overtime, and I'm thinking, okay, uh, get somebody just open in space, get six or seven yards on a pass. I never thought run, and I. I I mean, I'm sure everybody else in the freaking stadium was thinking the same thing I was too. At the very least, we have Rodrigo, yeah, to back us up, yeah. And but we, you got to give the guy a little bit of yards. I mean, that's still a 42 yard field goal. Oh yeah, at at the 25 yeah. yard line, you can't. That's not a gimme. And we just we take I mean, we take held. we just take for granted what the guy has been doing for the last three years. Yeah. I mean, we've just been we've been truly taking it for granted and. Um, but man, when he's missing them though, you're just not supposed to win that ball game. Whenever Rodrigo's missing kicks and Fromm is throwing interceptions, you missing know, kicks and throwing it's picks. Just a, <laughs> 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 it's just a game from hell. I seriously though, I mean that was it was Jake Fromm's first interception and Rodrigo's first miss, first two misses, and Jake Fromm's first three interceptions. So, well, yeah. um, uh, bad well, sign. Well, we're, you're welcome, Will Muschamp, for securing your job for at least another year. Uh, <laughs> good kudos to you. We've done that a couple times. Um, I, I want to scratch it, and, and I, I want to move on. But man, this is I'm gonna feel this for a while. We're gonna have to do something special for me to forget about this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, uh, I, I think we'll. I'll, I'll turn the page for you here, Chance. First of all, let's just let's just take a big breathe in and out. Okay, so first of all, this is the first time that I've really talked to somebody about the game since the game happened, and that was on purpose. I try to give myself a 24-hour rule to where I can just like, okay, if there's some, some complaining I want to do, I can talk to people right after the game, but then I'm just like, let me not think about it. And... Um, Turn the page, and you're moving forward. I talked about this a little bit earlier. College football is a weird game. Uh, you know, if A beats B and B beats C, that doesn't mean that A is better than C. It's never worked like that. I don't want to say we're as good as Clemson was whenever they won the national championship. Clemson lost to Syracuse that year. Given, of course, it's at Syracuse. But people say that like, oh, it was an away game. It's Syracuse. <laughs> it's not like they have a really big home field advantage. There was probably more Clemson fans there than there were Syracuse fans. So don't give me that crap. Of course, you have a big home field advantage at Sanford Stadium. This is the worst loss of the Kirby era. Can we say Absolutely. that? We didn't even discuss yeah, that. Yeah, I, do you want to? Do you want to expound on yeah, that a little it, bit? It was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, there no no doubt in my mind. I mean, you look at. You look at the last two years, uh, regular season losses that we got whooped. It was um, LSU and Auburn. Those teams were prepared. They were away games, and we just got whooped. We weren't ready when we went in, and those guys just beat us. Plain and simple. Um, Raucous and Browns. Right, and then you mentioned uh, Tech and Vandy, Kirby's first year uh, losing those games. It was his first year. I mean, you had to expect something like that was going to happen. I mean, there's no, there's no way something like that doesn't happen in his first year. Um, this is year four. This is an SEC East opponent that you're picked to beat by 24 points. Vegas has you winning this game by 24 points at home. And you mean to tell me 
that we go and lose in double overtime when they do everything in their power to give us that game. And we <laughs> re- and we man, yes, this this was Kirby this was the Kirby era worst loss without question. And and like I say, it could be a one-off and I cuz I, I understand I understand what you're getting at in saying that this like I said, college football doesn't work that way. Clemson and Syracuse. But like I'm hoping it's a one-off, but man, there are just some. It wasn't just play calling. It wasn't just one thing. It was, it was a bunch of things, and maybe maybe all the stars just aligned, and they all happened to be this past Saturday. But there was enough this week to get me concerned for long for the rest for the rest of this season. I'm not saying we're going to lose every game or anything like that, but we got to go to Jacksonville. We got to go to Auburn. We still got A and M. A and M's kind of a toss up game, but that's still a big game. Missouri's playing Missouri's Missouri. playing great ball. I mean, Kelly yep. Bryant is doing great. I mean, that defense they've got over there is, is like say that we're we're this we're not our season did a one eighty. I mean, it truly yep. did a one eighty on us. And to drop this game is huge. Um I'd rather learn it now and then maybe we just figure it out and we're good. I personally don't feel like that's the. I, I don't think it's going to be a Clemson Syracuse like season. That's just that's just my. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I. Well, yeah, we. Um, I love how I just said we're going to turn the page, and then we just went back like twenty pages. <laughs> so, I, I I agree. I completely agree. I think this the magnitude of this win and how we lost and some of the glaring issues that came out made me feel very concerned moving forward from here. Um, I, I do think that, I don't really think this is, this is not a team that I feel comfortable saying is a title contender by any means, but I do think this team is now going to be undervalued for the rest of the season, which is great and has, has actually worked out really well for us both the last two years, really after our two big, big losses of the season against LSU, we turned around one out until the SEC championship. You know, the year before against Auburn, we won out, won the SEC championship, won the Rose Bowl, and then lost in the national championship. So, if for you know, even though this wor- loss is worse than the other two, as far as you know, the situations and being in a, a home game and against an inferior opponent, it was still it still could be the, potentially the turning point and the catalyst for us going moving forward from here. And so. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think I think we were on the same talent level as like Clemson was when they won the national championship, but man, it just is college football just works weird like that. And I'm not going to I'm not going to be one to sit back and say we're going to win this game, this game, this game. You know, I'm going to predict the score or anything like that. But it, it's weird, and I said this to you earlier, but it's weird. But I feel better about the Florida game now than I did before we lost that game. It just you just. A little bit of motivation goes a long way. Just a little kick in the rear can mean everything in college football. Yeah. Well, and Florida came off their their horse this weekend too. And Florida played LSU hard this past week. Yeah, I mean, they, they played a good game. They so anyway, but um, I I wanted to bring this up, and it kind of I know it kind of got you worked up. Uh, there have been the comparisons of of Kirby's first. Was it? I guess four years, compared to Rick's first four years at Georgia. 
and they're almost identical. The only reason they're different is because different amount of games during the season and uh, the playoff game and that kind of stuff so different. And they're almost the, – the, win, the wins are, are super similar. Um, and everybody's saying that Kirby's the – first off, people are saying a bunch of crap. People have lost their minds. It's just like – it's just people are just in the streets <laughs> with their torches and pitchforks and streaking, yeah. and it's it's just mad- madness on the message boards. <laughs> Streak? <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> and uh, people are saying, like, Kirby's the next Ricked or whatever the case may be. First off, that's just not how life works. <laughs> Second off, I was a person back in the, the Ricked era that was like, this coach, coaching like this, can lead us to a national championship. This coach doing these things would, could lead us to If we had the college football playoff in 2007, Georgia would have been the national champions in 2007. I feel very confident about that. That's just a personal thought. Um, Kirby Smart is not like – well, I want to say this too. Rick got away from what made him successful. He the the way he had been been with us for a long time. The the game changed. He 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 became a different person. His life changed over the course of that time. This is not that same thing. Kirby has an opportunity to for this to be completely different. I think he is made from a different mold than Rick was. I loved. I was a huge Rick guy. I loved Rick during his days, but I I did think it was time for a change, and obviously it was a good change. Um, and I am on. I'm on the Kirby. I'm on the Kirby train. I mean, I I'm, I don't know why you wouldn't be. If you aren't, you're an you're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> and has he made some dumb decisions? Absolutely. He made quite a few yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> like sure. He has there. He's a he's in his fourth year of being a head coach at one of the premier programs in college football, and he's still figuring out how to be a head coach. Do I think there's some of these things that he hasn't figured out that he probably should have figured out by now? Absolutely. Has the guy changed the culture at the University of Georgia and has gotten us to a level that we've never been before? Absolutely. So for you people that think that Kirby is – that are like calling for him for his head, and I know I know the people that say that are just they're, – they're, they're on something or whatever the case may be um, – you're just out of your mind if that's if that's where you're if that's what you, if that's what you think. I mean, I've been I've been following the dogs since uh, since I could breathe, <laughs> uh, and and if you're not behind Kirby and what he's doing and his passion that he has for this program, and seeing the direction that we are heading, there are some things we got to do different. I I don't really want to talk to you about it, and I'm and I and I won't. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming to my. Have you lost your mind? Thank you, boy. Have you lost your mind? I help you find. Thanks it. for coming to my TED talk, <laughs> Jesse. I, I mean, I couldn't, literally can't say it better myself. It's just I, I, I completely agree with everything. I, I was a rich guy too. I loved him, and I. But it was kind of at the end of his tenure. It kind of you could tell that he just stopped caring about the on-field stuff and and you know kudos to Rick for being a guy who was a mentor to all to all his 
uh, student athletes and all his players and and just how you know they started the Paul Oliver Foundation and things like that. But you could tell that he stopped caring about the X's and O's. And they asked him. I remember it was like earlier this year they asked him on the ACC Network about like how, you know if he misses being on the sidelines and all the stuff. And it was in the middle of summer, and he was just like, uh, no, I. I'd be recruiting right now instead of heading to the beach here in a minute, you know, or something like that. Like he, you know, he just got tired and I don't blame him. And you know what? Rick's Mark Rick's doing good things, but Kirby is a different creature. He's a different animal. And what I've seen out of him. Yeah. He makes some boneheaded mistakes on the, on the sidelines and we've seen it a couple different games, but what he does in recruiting is, is, is elite and, I hate to say it, but Rick never came anywhere close to what he's doing in recruiting class. We had two number one recruiting classes in a row. I I, I don't think Rick's ever had one that was in – I think he had one in the top three, I believe. So it's just stuff like that, yes, of course. And then everybody's like, well, what about the on-field results? And it's like, well, okay, you know, you can definitely take this small sample size. And, of course, Rick's best years were his first five years, you know, at, at UGA. And, you know, he won – two SEC championships in that time period, you know, and I think he played and we played in three, you know, of course there's some comparisons, but where the, after those first four or five years was where the regressions really started to hit it set in. And 2007 was our best year until 2012. And then, you know, after that, we didn't have a good year until Kirby got here in 2017. So it's like, I'm sorry, but we, we've had, you know, to play with some of these guys that Kirby didn't recruit for a while, and you turn that around, then you get successful, and you go to the national championship in your second year, and, I, you know, it's just hard for me to just believe that Kirby's not the guy who's supposed to be here right now. And and for anybody that is calling for Kirby's, you know, to be on the hot seat and to be fired, uh, I, I'm sorry, but there's not a better option. Even even if, like, Kirby was, like, starting to – I mean, we lost another game and Kirby was starting to be on the hot seat a little bit. Like, there's just not a better option out there. I'm sorry. You know, you go you go to the point where Kirby is recruiting not only the state of Georgia but the entire country. And whenever you start to see that trend, that's how elite – that's sorry, that's how programs become elite. That's what Alabama started doing. Alabama used to only recruit the southeast – they used to recruit Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, you know, sometimes in Mississippi, Florida. And then they started having a reach where they could go get guys from California and from Washington State, Utah, you know, Northeast. And you start getting guys from everywhere. And now that Kirby's started to do that, you can tell that we're starting to become an elite program. So I think we're heading in the right direction. We've got some on-field stuff. I really wish we could get whoever the hell the offensive coordinator is from LSU that guy's a freaking genius. <laughs> if you can turn Joe Burrow into a Heisman candidate, you're doing something really, really right. He looks awesome. Oh, yeah. And Joe Burrow is not that good. Joe Burrow is going to be one of those guys that gets drafted high because of his you know, last year of eligibility and then is a huge bust in the NFL. I hate to say it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to watch it happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I I just saw that and that kind of kept popping up, and so I had to I had to make sure that got that got addressed. So um yeah, and 
I should have just let you end it there, but I had to get a little no, rant in no, myself. You're good. You're good. We, we needed to we needed to cover um, those points. So what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> what do we do from here? I let's mean, cover uh, let's cover I, Kentucky real quick. I mean, and uh, just talk about this. I mean, we've been going for an hour, and I, I don't. I don't really want to keep putting ourselves through this. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just get Kentucky real quick. I, I what we something we talked about br- briefly earlier. Last game they played Arkansas, and uh, a former receiver had to come in and play quarterback. And Lynn Bowden Jr. Apparently, I think he was. Yeah, he counted for almost three hundred yards passing and rushing. Sounds like a hell of a threat, but then he. Uh, if you sit back and look at the uh, stats, passing stats, he uh, only threw the ball 11 times. So I'm sorry, but you're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more than that to, to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. So I, I hate to be like overly confident this weekend, but stuff like that makes me think like we have a really good rushing defense. And I think we're going to come back and, and, and put up points this, this weekend on offense. I really yeah. do. Well, I mean, you, you, you can't do worse. So, I mean. <laughs> You can well, I mean, I guess technically. Let's just let's just not do it. Let's <laughs> just not say, we, we, we technically <laughs> can. Um, but yeah, uh, my my keys to the game next week is just do everything different than we did this past week, <laughs> and we're in good shape, um, at least offensively. Uh, please do that uh, because Lord have mercy. Um, just just bounce back good lord i don't know what you i don't know what you have to do this week i guess that's why i don't get paid to to do what kirby has to do this week and figure that out but um i mean obviously we're not worried lord lord help me if we if we give up a deep pass down the left sideline i'm going to walk i'm going to walk each minute i'm going to take one step up to the top of sanford stadium <laughs> and then i'm just going to, on that last minute i'm just going to just jump off <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's 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 how that's gonna look. But um, I mean you don't do that, and we we do great we do great defensively, except for that one play every game that we blow the coverage. Um, it, it really is. It, I mean, and that was the difference in the ball game. I mean, and and that point, God, I hate keep to keep talking about it, but it really was. I mean, that was the only touchdown that our defense gave up. It was the only one. And so, so well, that's that's how we'll, we'll leave it. That just so I guess defensively, do everything we have been doing, and then just don't give up the deep ball down the left, and I guess or right sideline. Let's not try the right one out either. So let's just stick to that. Um, but uh, offensively, I think. Yeah, go ahead. I just I was going to say I think Mark Webb was supposed to be on that guy, and I, so I just wanted to bring that up just to say I think Mark Webb is 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 nursing some sort of wound um and i i don't know if he i don't know if anybody expects him to play this weekend and cager's gonna be out uh likely out this weekend i I, i'm all for cager good just trying to get healthy before the florida game anyway um even if that means that we lose to uh uh well if we (laughs) if we lose to kentucky because our transfer from miami is not in Hell, we deserve to lose that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, point. just good lord. Um, so that's that's. I mean, yeah, for me, I mean, it's Kentucky. They're not doing it. This is not Kentucky from a couple years ago that was getting everybody all kinds of. They were in it and getting shaking things up in the in the SEC, and this is not that game. Well, you know what's crazy is they almost beat Florida. They should have beat oh, yeah. Florida earlier oh, yeah. in the year. 
And that's why I'm like, I'm like, I just cannot buy into the fact that Florida is actually a really good football team. I know they're playing, their offense is humming right now because they got Trask, but I still don't know. And that was the first game that Trask came in. That was the game that Felipe A. Franks got hurt. So maybe that was a little bit different than, I mean, I'm sure it was, but they didn't play well against Miami. They didn't play well against Kentucky. I'm just, college football is weird, man. It, 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 and it's, that, it's one of the reasons why it's the greatest sport ever. But we're going to see over the next two weeks, I mean, let's, let's take care of business this weekend. I told you that earlier, uh, we're, we're, we came out as like a 24.5-point favorite against Kentucky, which is saying something considering we not only didn't cover the spread against South Carolina, but we got beat straight up. And I told you, I mean, you know, just Vegas isn't this wrong about two games in a row. It's just not how they work. So it made me feel more confident about it, even if that's just some fake juice. But I really do think we're going to see a a lot better, a lot different Georgia football team. It's at 6 o'clock at night on on Saturday. So I I think the environment's going to be a lot better, too. That was another thing, man. We were just sleepwalking out there. It was bad. but. Anyway, I'm going to make the executive decision and say no games of the week. We need to just end this thing. It's uh, we're just tired of putting ourselves through this <laughs> through this pain. <laughs> if you it's also if, 10 you, if you've lasted this long with us, we appreciate you, and uh, hopefully this helps get you through to to Saturday. Um, I'll be seeing you this Saturday, my man. Um, looking forward to getting back up to Athens. Um, any final thoughts before we close off tonight? Go dogs. Dogs on top, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> For Lord, the please. For the love of God. <laughs> All right. See y'all. See y'all next week. See you later. Narrow streets of cobblestone. If a halo of a street lamp, I turn my collar to the cold and damp. When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light Split the night And touch the sound of silence And in the naked light I saw Ten thousand